Hey, you're listening to Avant Radio, and I'm Alicia, your host and empowerment photographer for ladies. Beauty isn't just what is on the outside. It's the wholeness of our heart, because from the overflow of our heart, we speak, act, and live. So I'm here helping ladies to fully embrace their strength, confidence, and wholeness, to be fully beautiful inside and out. Join me as I share the tips that I've gained from my 20-year-old marriage, lessons I've learned rearing three kids, and insights uncovered from various healings God has brought me through in the past 30 years of following Him, right? This middle-aged woman got some tips, all right? But don't worry, what I'm sharing will be applicable no matter your faith. Ready, queens? Grab your crowns and let's start polishing. When I was in high school, I would have these disposable cameras. Okay, so I was in high school in the 1990s. It's been a minute. Okay, some of you weren't even born then, but it's okay. But the disposable cameras, you guys know the ones, the ones where you would take a picture and you were like super blinded by the flash because it always went off, right? And you had then to like turn and turn and turn the dial, moving the film internally to the next frame. After then, you could take another photo. Well, My bestie would come over, she would spend the night, we would get all dolled up, which, you know, again, in the 90s for me, it meant like a little black choker and a lime green floral dress. So we would put our heads together and we would raise one arm and we would take a selfie. All right. Well, okay. (laughs) The problem is that we would try to scooch our head back as far as we could because, you know, we knew that like the camera definitely needed to be really far out. And we were blinded by the light. And then we would drop these films off to Walmart, hoping that we would get some good pictures back. Ladies, may I say, the whole roll, okay, they didn't turn out very good. Maybe a half of one was okay. (laughs) Double chins, horrible facial expressions, bleached lighting. I mean, you get the idea. The, the, The... The thought that I walked away from all of that was, holy moly, I'm ugly. And that statement is what carried with me as truth for decades. But here's the thing that I realized now that I'm older, right? That could have saved like myself a couple of decades of hurt, right? Before we make conclusions, we need to zoom out and examine the whole picture. Okay, now I'm not trying to be punny here. (laughs) Zoom out, whole picture. I'm not trying to be punny here. It just kind of works out. But seriously, we need to zoom out and we need to examine the whole picture. You see, now that I'm a photographer, one of the things that I realized is that in a picture, I'm like 116th of the whole thing. When we craft images, there's like layers of stuff happening, right? First, you have color theories. Are the colors working together harmoniously? Like, are the colors that I'm wearing going to make me and my skin tone look good or wash out? Okay. Lighting. There is a slew of things underneath one. Um, is it well lit? Is the like, is it highlighting something specific? Is it, is it what we're used to seeing? You know, like light coming from above, you know? Is it soft? Because if it's soft, it's going to have a feathered appearance and it's going to soften our skin tone. Or is it hard, which amplifies texture? Uh, Lighting can also have a color that can make a person look really washed out or very warm. 
you know, or like, let's even talk about focal lengths. I know this is getting really technical, but different lenses have focal lengths and it can make a person look wider or narrow, or it can even make people look unproportional depending upon how you're using it. And then there's composition of both the body, you know, the pose of the person, but then also of the frame. I mean, I can kind of go on, but those are the main ones. So uneducated young Alicia originally thought that I was ugly because of how poorly the image had turned out. I thought 100% the image was me and I was ugly. But, you know, all these years later, once I zoomed out and I examined all the facts, I played a very small, small part of the image. But that's not what I saw then. I assumed that I knew enough and I took that thought that dressed it up as truth and I claimed it. And then I started seeing things that backed it up, right? This is what happens with all of us. We all have thoughts of who we are as a person. And more than that, we have thoughts about the different segments of our lives, like we're an okay mom or we're a crappy friend. Um, and then if that wasn't enough, we have thoughts about our thoughts. <laughs> like I shouldn't be too hard on myself. I shouldn't let them get to me like that. So according to the National Science Foundation, 80% of our thoughts are negative and 95% of our thoughts are repetitive. And that is a freaking dangerous combo. So what happens is that we get like super focused on something, super zoomed in, and we accept a thought as a truth, regardless if it is or it isn't. That's the whole 80% of our thoughts are negative. And then we get stuck because we start finding things that back up that lie. That's the whole 95% of our thoughts are repetitive. So essentially what happens is that when we start believing something, we put on these like rose-colored glasses and then we start seeing rose-colored things and we think, aha, it is true. But we haven't been taught that not every idea or thought we have is honest and we accept the rose-colored glasses without even questioning why we have them on. We have a hard time like zooming back out once we get so hyper-focused on the lie. So one series of it taught me that I wasn't a worthwhile friend and I shouldn't even try to be friends with people. And this is a lie that had trapped me. I was staying away from closed female friends from high school all the way into my late 30s. Okay, so the series of events kind of started in elementary school when I, I had a closed group of girls and that like they pretty much knew my biggest fears. And for some odd reason, they decided to like, you know, I don't know, play on them, right? Like being chased by like a dead snake that was um, cut up in a couple of segments and it, it kept like you know, slithering around, even though it was dead and they would chase me with it. And it was, it was like freaking me out so, so much. So you have that. And then you have in sixth grade, I was in this friend group and they were my everything. I mean, towards the middle of the year though, I noticed that I was definitely the odd one out. You guys have ever had this happen? Uh, you would like, they would always like the, the other groups, the other girls in this group, they would always spend the night together and they would even exchange gifts. Yeah, I kind of really got the big aha moment around Christmas because 
I gave everybody a gift and they gave each other a gift and no one had a gift for me. And I was like, what is happening? And then when stuff hit the fan at school, so like this one girl ended up getting like really uh, ostracized that people were really scared of her for whatever reason. Um, I was there and I still walked her from class to class. I like made sure that she was okay. Like I loved on her. I did not betray her. Oh, even though everyone else did. Right. But I still had these feelings because I still was treated this way. Even after that, that like, I am not a worthwhile friend. For decades, I thought that like I was good and enough to keep around when it was convenient, but I was never, I was never a true friend. I was never meant to be in like the close inner circle. Like I was, a, I was always kind of like a um, convenience friend for other people, right? And so later on, later in life, like I always felt awkward around females and and now that I see that I really actually had some really great relationships with some great ladies, but I ended up sabotaging them. So because of the past hurt that I had, right, because of all the things that happened, and then I started wearing those rose-colored glasses, and then I started seeing it kind of over and over again. When I started seeing something that was even remotely similar to it, I was like, aha, it's going to happen again. And so at that point, I would cut people off, or I would do something that would push them away, or like whatever it was, and I would, and I would just leave. So this lie that I was believing was stealing wholeness and freedom from me. I went to counseling for it, and it's one of those things where it's like, this is such a freaking like a knotted necklace that it just took, it it took a couple of people <laughs> to kind of unknot it because here was the thing is that I, I knew as an adult that this stemmed from some hurts, but I didn't know what hurt it was, right? And so now I kind of tell you now what that hurt was, but let me tell you, it actually took a couple of years of journaling to figure out what that was. And I have this habit of journaling. I do journal like almost every single day and I'll definitely probably talk about it um, here soon, but I, I prayed about it. I've got counseling about it and I journal about it. And then in one of my journaling sessions, I kind of centered around what was happening, you know, like this particular event. And while I was doing that, I heard a question. What would you say if this was one of your daughters? And I broke down in tears. I would say, sweetheart, look how strong you are, how caring and loving you are. You bravely loved this little group of girls and you, you unwavered from that. And I am so proud of you. And then that voice said, that's you. You are a strong, brave, loving little girl. And my heart changed. And here's the thing is that like, I totally believe that voice was God because these were questions that I did not have inside of my heart. Does that make sense? Like oftentimes it's like, it, it, it's so jarring as to like what my habitual thought pattern was that, that this question broke it. And there was no one in the room and it was like I was journaling and then this was just the question that like rose up in my heart and it was so different than everything else I was thinking. And so my heart changed. 
my worldview of what happened in that instance, you know, instead of focusing on those girls and giving power to those girls and what those girls thought of me and how they treated me and my interpretation of that, instead I focused on me and I focused on the strength and the love that I had. And then at that point I was like, no, I wasn't a horrible person. I am not a crappy friend. I am worse and I am capable and I can be somebody's friend because I am caring, I am strong, and I am loving. That question got me to zoom out. And doing so brought a wholeness that I didn't know before. So to you, there might be something that you're super focused on now. Something that isn't a lie that is stealing your wholeness and your freedom. You see things that you they, you even have like things backing it up because you're wearing your rose-colored glasses and you're like, nah, Alicia, nah, like this is, this is 100% true. But if you zoom out, you might see something totally different. And you might think like whatever those lies are, like are completely 100% unchangeable. All right. So I don't know what it is for you. It could be that you might think that you can't lose weight, that you'll never achieve a, achieve a goal, that you'll never get that promotion, that you'll never uh, make over, you know, a X amount of dollars, uh, that you'll never be able to be really close or intimate with your kids, you know, have a really special relationship with your kids, that you, you won't ever really have close friends or that you and your husband will ever you know, have that like rekindling. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Um, and it, it's best to be focused more on things like lies about yourself that don't necessarily involve other people because we can only control, right, what what's within our sphere. <laughs> I call it my hula hoop. <laughs> I can only control the things that are within my hula hoop. Um, so next episode, we're going to talk about how to zoom out. But for now, queens, I beg, I beg, I beg that you would look closely at your heart and name a thought that you think often that is repetitive, that could be stealing your freedom, all right? Because I want you to have that in mind when you listen to episode two. So if you want to email me, what that is or dm me on facebook please 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 do so right you guys you guys know where to find me i'm on facebook my email is hello at aliciacolone.com but queens i love you you are chosen you are beautiful and you were made for wholeness and freedom queens thank you so much for sticking with me to the end how's your crowns looking Hopefully this episode has helped you see something to polish or given you an encouragement to keep at it. You are worth it. God made you with wholeness and freedom in mind. You are beautiful. If this helped you, queen, please, please, please share this with others who might benefit from it too. A little bit more about the studio. Avant serves ladies in the Savannah and surrounding areas, and I'd love to help you in my studio with an art or boudoir session. You can see what it's all about in our ladies-only Facebook group. Link is in the show notes. Until next time, queens, shine on.